There's a conspiracy afoot that's pulling the world into darkness. Information is the new battlefield. Propaganda, disinformation, and media manipulation dominate the minds of the public. Join us on the Dark to Light Show as we remove the head of the snake and expose media censorship, social and cultural engineering, and the unfolding global conspiracy of the New World Order. Well, welcome to the Dark Delight Show. My name is Josh. I hope everybody out there is doing well. And uh, it's the day after Halloween. It is November 1st, 2022. And we are just days away from the midterm election, the most important election in probably human history, or at least recorded human history. Um, it, uh, it This is the election of all elections. This is the election to save the republic, to save the country, to save freedom and liberty and justice and all that good stuff. I was listening to uh, a, a short clip by Joe Rogan yesterday when he was talking about uh, there is a red wave coming, like the elevator doors opening in the movie The Shining. If you remember that, the blood flew out, the blood red wave flew out of the elevators. And uh, yeah, we're about to see history be made. But, you know, if, if the Brazil election is any indication of what can happen here, uh, Bolsonaro um, apparently lost to Lulu, the far-left socialist in Brazil, um, even though Bolsonaro had three to five times the turnout in the election than Lulu. Um, and so what's happening now is that night, leftists, radical leftists in Brazil began going out and killing Bolsonaro protesters and supporters. And the next day, the Bolsonarists, as they call them, have taken a turn and started to block off roads, shut down airports, and are fighting back. Um, and apparently Bolsonaro has not made any public comments, but there is the military and the police are siding with him. And apparently the military is going to be doing a military-style um, audit on the election because they have ample evidence of voter fraud. And they're claiming, this is kind of in the, uh, the wind out there, that the U.S. has interfered with the Brazil election and that there was rampant digital voter fraud. Now, this is interesting. I mean, this is just days before the U.S. midterm election, which we could potentially see the same scenario unravel here in the United States, where the left steal the election, or they blame stealing on Republicans, or the election doesn't happen. I don't know. I honestly, it, deep down inside, I think the election's going to happen. I think that it's uh, not going to be close in Congress. It's going to be close in Senate, so they won't get the supermajority in Senate. But I think that uh, I think that the Republicans are going to take power at both both houses, and I think that uh, the Democrats right now, with what we're seeing, are basically done. That they know they're done. They've they've lost. They came in the power. They thought they could uh, make some moves, but Donald Trump had done such a good job that it was almost impossible. Because here's the thing: we are living in a world of information warfare. And that's the truth. And that when the mainstream narrative can no longer be swayed towards a political bias, 
when the mainstream media is being fact-checked by the people who listen to them, when the facts come out and the mainstream narrative goes out there and begins to change and construe those facts towards a narrative and people notice and call them out, this is when you know, know you're winning that information war. And that's exactly what we're seeing right now. And so here's the thing. The Democrats can't steal this next election. It's getting to the point where it's impossible. I mean, there is voter fraud going on. Don't get me wrong. There is voter fraud going on. We're hearing about this in Florida, where a Democrat congressional candidate has came out and exposed a voter fraud campaign that has been going on for decades within her city. And the voter fraud campaign is for Democrats, not Republicans. And so Florida is investigating that. Um, we're seeing in, in Pennsylvania, for instance, they sent out 255,000 unconfirmed ballots. That's a problem. Um, we're seeing other indications everywhere else as well. And we talked about these throughout the weeks. But I think that we look at the statistical analysis of what we've been talking about since the beginning. That because there's going to be such a massive turnout of Republican voters, that it becomes statistically improbable that the Democrats can actually cheat because they would have to compensate for the excess number of people. So we are entering into, I guess what some would call biblical times, some would be called epic times. Either way, this is going to be an incredible next, I'd say two weeks to see how this all unfolds. Um, at the same time though, we have a lot of other things going on. Now, the Nancy Pelosi, Paul Pelosi story is, uh, is an interesting one. We were seeing initial reports. We were seeing reports of uh, um, police audio that was released. And the initial reports were both men were in their underwear. Both men had hammers. Um, Paul Pelosi apparently called the police and said, um, I don't know him, but David is a friend. There's a lot of conflicting reports coming now, now after the fact. The San Francisco PD is uh, coming and changing their story. The official story is being changed multiple different times. Um, there's evidence to support that the websites that claimed radical right-wing support by uh, David DePace was, were actually false or not real. Um I know there's a Reuters article that just came out saying that if you go to the Wayback Machine, you can see these posts, but actually the posts were all uploaded um, the day of. And so, yeah, they backdate to those certain times, but if you go back, what you'll find out is that those posts were written a long time ago and then uploaded all on the day of, and then those websites were taken down a few days later. So... That's pretty interesting because what that looks to me is that you have these, these websites out there utilized for false flag operations, blogs, so forth. And you have all these anti-Semitic or pro-MAGA articles out there 
that you're just waiting to use, but they're not uploaded yet. And then when you have an event happen, you launch it, you backdate all the articles, you put someone's name in there, and it's done. I would love to see the IP traffic for that blog site because I guarantee you it does not go to David. David DePape. Um, We're seeing from his neighbors and from people who know him that he was part of a gay hippie community, that he was far left, that he supported BLM, Antifa, LGBTQ community, which is okay. There's nothing wrong with those. But the fact that he's coming out as anti-Semitic, pro-Trump, pro-Republican, QAnon supporter, this makes no sense whatsoever. And so we understand that there is this backdrop of information that is being added to the story to make it look like what it actually isn't. Now, here's the problem. And this is what happens during these, these bouts, these battles of information warfare is that so much information is thrown out there. Misinformation, disinformation, true, truthful information, right? That it's hard to tell what the truth is. It's hard to tell what the facts are. The fact is, from what we're hearing, is that David DePape did hit Paul Pelosi in the head multiple times with a hammer after police arrived. They're saying that he broke into the Pelosi house. That's quite impossible. And the reason that's quite impossible is because Nancy Pelosi is third in line to the presidency. She has capital police support as well as secret service support at her house. That house is like Fort Knox and locked down. There's no way that David DePape could just walk into that house, walk into that property without being detected by some level of security. Which gives us the indication that he was invited in. Now, is that truthful or not? Well, then you have this weird occurrence that he allowed Paul Pelosi to go to the bathroom and come back with his cell phone. So a lot of this story doesn't add up. I'm thinking from what I've seen from the original information coming out about it is that Paul Pelosi did know this guy. Um, Oh, by the way, the police didn't show up for domestic violence. Police showed up for a welfare check. They showed up to check on Paul because nobody had heard from him. That's a a clear indication that something else is going on here. Um, I think it was a sex deal gone wrong. I think that he had invited a gay prostitute over and maybe an argument ensued. Paul grabbed a hammer, told him to get out of his house. And when the police showed up, the guy grabbed the hammer and hit Paul because he's crazy. I don't know. But... Hopefully, what we get is someone from the San Francisco Police Department or somebody uh, from the Pelosi security team or something like that. Body cam video, uh, video footage or something. Security cam video footage that comes out and shows us the truth of what really happened that night. That would uh, help put everybody's mind at ease and understand what this truly is. I think that it's somewhere in between the truth of all of this. But the Democrats are utilizing this as a mechanism to gain support before the midterm elections. Absolutely. They're politicizing it. But we will see how this unfolds. It's a crazy situation, I know. Um, What else happened this weekend? Oh, my goodness. We got Elon Musk on Twitter. Elon Musk is the new Twitter CEO as well as owner of Twitter. Jack Dorsey has came out and confirmed through a third party that he owns $1 billion in a new stock of Twitter indirectly. 
Elon Musk has already begun making changes. Some of those changes include fact-checking the president, Joe Biden, the illegitimate president, Joe Biden. That's right. Elon Musk's new Twitter is fact-checking Democrats. This is just absolutely epic. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. The fact that Joe Biden is out there spewing propaganda and Twitter is fact-checking him, I think is amazing. But hey, we're going to take a quick break here with the Dark Delight Show. We'll be right back with more in just a minute. Holly came from Miami, FLA. Hitchhiked away across USA. Plucked her eyebrows on the way. Shaved her legs and then he was a she. She says, hey babe, take a walk on the wild side. Said, hey honey. Take a walk on the wild side. Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900, or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight with Josh Reed on the WYSL stations. All right, back with the Dark Delight show. Excuse me. And uh, we were just talking about Twitter and Elon Musk, and Elon Musk is now fact-checking Joe Biden and Hillary Clinton and everybody else. And, And I think that's just epic. I think it's honestly epic. You know, it's not that we want a biased platform that floats one political um, arena to the other, but instead a fair platform, a platform that goes out there and fact checks the left just as much as they fact check the right, because neither party is 
right or truthful. And that's the truth. And Twitter, I, I think, is making a comeback. I'm, I'm back on Twitter. I got, I went from uh, 23,000 followers to uh, about 300. <laughs> I just got back on. But anyway, Red Pill the World. If you're looking to follow me on Twitter, go to at Red Pill the World. That is my Twitter account, at least my my temporary one until my other one gets reestablished. You know, Elon Musk did come out and say that they're going to convene a board to potentially bring back all those people with lifetime permabans, which would be really cool to see. I would wish my account would get unlocked. As well as he's going to take that blue check mark that everybody has and make it a $20 a month subscription. And I like this idea. I, I actually really do like this idea because those blue check marks... See, that gives validity to people who follow them. But also, most of those people are monetizing those accounts and making probably thousands, hundreds of thousands, to millions of dollars a year off of those Twitter accounts. And so, sure, absolutely, I would pay $20 for a blue check mark on Twitter. Hopefully, uh, you, can, you can buy them for a certain price or, you know, submit an application like that. That'd be pretty cool. Uh, but, you know, let's switch tides and look at something else here. Um... Uh, the economy. The economic collapse is now imminent. And I want people to understand this. Even if Republicans come into the House and the Senate, the motion has already been made. It's already in progress. There's no stopping what's happening right now. The mortgage demand in the United States of America has bottomed and rents are beginning to slow. This is, this is not good. Think about this. To put it in perspective, a $400,000 house bought at or 3.25% interest rate earlier this year would have a mortgage payment of around $1,750. The same house now would cost nearly $2,800 a month at a 7.5% interest rate. That's over $1,000 more a month. Interest rates are so high that there's less than 150,000 borrowers who would benefit from refinancing. That's massive. So we're seeing a collapse of the housing market. And this is indicative of a depression or a recession. That typically the housing market is the first thing to go before you start seeing the rest of the market begin to tumble. Now, what does this mean for you? What does this mean for your finances, for your 401k? Well, if you're in a 401k, I would be talking to people like Dr. Kirk Elliott and seeing what your options are. And I do mean that because gold and silver are the future of currency. This is where things are heading. And they are the hedge against inflation, which right now we have an inflationary economy. It, it, it makes me smile too sometimes when I go out there and I watch the rhetoric of the left on Twitter because they blame modern-day inflation, the inflation that we're currently seeing, on corporate profits. Like, what? H have you ever looked at the definition of inflation? Have you ever studied inflation, micro or macroeconomic principles? I mean, no. Inflation comes from radicalized government spending, from an increasing in the money supply as well as other geoeconomic situations. But primarily, you're seeing record profits from corporations because the cost of goods and services 
raw materials are going up. The demand is relatively the same, hence more profits. But this is, uh, this is absurd. And then, and then you have Joe Biden on Twitter. The oil industry has a choice. Either invest in America by lowering prices for consumers at the pump and increasing production and refining capacity, or pay a higher tax on your excessive profits and face other restrictions. You know, communism, fascism, socialism, a lot of these have to do with government taking over production, taking over the supply chain, taking over corporations. And this is exactly what it is. Joe Biden right here is saying that any excess profits, we're going to tax. Who, who determines what an excess profit is? That means that the government would have to go in there and say, hey, look, you know, your 10-year average of profits is, is 3.5% margin. So anything over 3.5%, we're going to tax at a higher rate. That, that is totalitarian. But he also says here, either invest in America by lowering prices for consumers at the pump and increasing production and refining capacity. That's two-part. Lowering prices for consumers at the pump. Okay. Um, There's a problem with that. Is the cost of doing business, raw materials, production, refinement, all this stuff, is incredibly high. So the price at the pump is a representation of the increased cost to do business. So he's basically telling them is remove your profit margin, which a business is there to make profit. I don't get mad at the oil companies for putting a profit on things. They have to make a profit. They have to pay their people. They have to pay their their investors. They have to pay new R&D. But then he says, also by increasing production and refining capacity. Joe Biden, do you remember the 17 executive orders you signed when you came in the office that killed energy independence in the United States of America, removing most of those leases on very, very profitable oil and uh, mining leases here in the United States of America? And what they did is they released 1,200 new ones about six months later. But the oil companies came back and said, "What, what is this? We have to go out and survey all of these leases. We have to go survey all of this land, then determine if there's anything there. It's three to four years out before we can even mine them. Why didn't you just give us back the ones that we had before? And see, that's the thing. This is the secret. They're not telling anybody. This is, this is what they do. They make it look at like someone else's problem other than their own. And that is the, uh, the methodology, I would say of the Democrats is it's a blame game is they blame everything on everybody else. They blame it on corporations. They blame it on the people. They blame it on the Republicans, but they don't take responsibility for themselves. And that's a dangerous thing to have while these people are in power. Going back to Elon Musk, this was pretty interesting. He has fired Twitter executives, CEO Parag, CFO Ned Siegel, and legal Vijay Gatti. Um, he, sired, he fired these executives for cause, meaning he did it because he alleged he had justification. And it comes out later that this justification is a collusion that Twitter had. They lied to the courts. So Basically, Twitter's executives were aligned to the courts upon their censorship policies and how they were censoring people. 
Just yesterday, we have um, documents leaked from the Department of Homeland Security. I've been talking about this for years, that they're coming after you and me. Well, this is exactly what we just saw. Is the Department of Homeland Security, since October of 2020, has been working with big tech companies, meeting with them weekly, giving them intelligence and information saying, for instance, before the 2020 election, that, uh, hey, there's uh, information coming out there that Hunter Biden's laptop's going to be released. This is Russian disinformation. You need to censor and ban the accounts that talk about them. And the social media accounts rightfully did so. This is an egregious violation of the First Amendment of the United States Constitution. Your government is not allowed to do that. You got to remember, the government worked for the people. And they cannot infringe on any of your constitutional rights of which they've been doing this for at least two years. We're going to talk more about this DHS leak here when we get back. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more Dark Delight Show right after this. Dark Delight with Josh Reed on the WYSL stations. All right, back with the Dark Delight show. And, uh, you know, throwing this out there, we're talking about the Department of Homeland Security uh, leak that has happened. And this is, this is massive. I can't even explain to you how massive this is. But we're going to start streaming here, hopefully, Thursday on our locals community. And this way, when we do start streaming on the live video, um, you'll be able to see these articles, see the visuals that we are presenting. If anybody's interested in supporting us on that and watching the live broadcast uh, through video, it's redpillproject.locals.com, redpillproject.locals.com. And, uh, yeah, that's a way to help support everything that we do here at the Red Pill Project and everything that we do on the Dark Delight Show. But going back to this document here, the Department of Homeland Security is quietly broadening broadening its efforts to curb speech it considers dangerous. An investigation done by the media platform The Intercept has found years of internal DHS memos, emails, and documents obtained via leaks in an ongoing lawsuit as well as public documents illustrate an expansive effort by the agency to influence tech platforms. you got to remember there's two... Um, Attorney General, State Attorney General, Eric Schmidt being the, the one from Missouri who is leading this charge, suing the federal government plus many people involved in the federal government for spying on American citizens as well as infringing on the First Amendment of the United States of America on multiple social media platforms. Mark Zuckerberg himself came out on the Joe Rogan podcast and talked about this and how at Facebook... They were collaborating with the FBI. The FBI was giving them information and telling them what to censor. We find out later on that Mark Zuckerberg also says that they were running scans, analysis scans, on conservative right people's messages on Facebook. Anything that dealt with election fraud or Russia, 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 they would send to the FBI. And the FBI would come back with, hey, you know, cancel this person's account or whatnot. This is, this is just massive. And, and this is primarily being done by the, the O'Biden administration. The O'Biden administration. 
But what we're seeing now is that these tech companies actually had a platform of where they met with the Department of Homeland Security and the FBI. They would do weekly calls. They would share information. As in, the FBI and the DHS would say, hey, we're looking at these people. Can you pull up their information? And then the social media companies would give it to them. Uh, That's illegal without a warrant. That's a violation of your Fourth Amendment. And then also the DHS and FBI would say, hey, look, you know, this is information that's potentially going to be coming out. Suppress these stories. Don't don't allow this stuff to trend. That's a violation of your First Amendment rights. And, And we've been warning about this. If you remember, if you go back to these shows, we talked about the Department of Homeland Security in February of 2022 coming after people who are patriotic to this country, coming after people who they deemed a threat because of misinformation, disinformation, and and false information or what they claim is that. If it doesn't go aligned with the government narrative, then it's disinformation. That's the Ministry of Truth. That is George Orwell, 1984. They tried to form the Disinformation Governance Board, which was immediately shut down. But then we find out that the Biden administration already had one set up that was collaborating and colluding with big tech, ran by Kamala Harris. uh, June of 2022, we see the FBI documents released pertaining to what they call domestic violent extremism. And they have information in there. Now, as far as I know, and I've looked, I, I've seen no laws out there that say that I cannot state my opinion about something pertaining to a matter. I, I, I have not seen anything. That if I want to go out there and have opinion about something, and I want to share that on social media, which is more of a public forum, I can do that. But the government is trying to say that I can't. The government's trying to say that, hey, if we disagree with what you're saying, then we want the ability to arrest you. And this is where this is leading. Luckily for us, we have states that have some cojones. And these states are standing up against this tyranny. These states are standing up against this totalitarian regime that is in power and hopefully not in power for very much longer. But don't worry about that. China is already working to undermine our midterm elections. Uh, Mandiant, a cybersecurity and intelligence organization that works both with government and the public sector, reveals China is working to undermine the midterm elections. Now, I'm pretty sure I mentioned this before. See, China has a lot to lose with the Democrats losing power. Now, I know that there's this kind of like this bifurcation in the sense of how China's operating. They're not with the globalists. They're not with the deep state. But they still have Joe Biden and multiple politicians under their wing due to blackmail, coercion, and all these other types of things, business deals. Which means that they're playing both sides. And one of the reasons that China, that the United States has been pretty lax on China is the fact that the Democrats are in power and Joe Biden is in power. And this is why the globalists really can't go after China right now. But if the Republicans come in, that's a threat to China because they know Donald Trump would be coming back soon behind that. Sanctions would be coming and that he would beefing up military uh, power in, in Taiwan and all their hopes and dreams of taking Taiwan would be gone. And so China has a lot to lose on this election with a red wave. You know, something else occurred over this weekend. 
there was a Halloween celebration in Seoul, Korea. Now, 151 people died when a stampede broke out. In the crowds of near 100,000 people, they began pushing and, and, and kind of concentrating the people moving forward in a surge, produced a stampede, and 151 people died. And our heart goes out to the families of those people and the people injured. The problem I saw with it came from initial reports, and this is legitimate, is that well over 50 people had immediate cardiac events. More than 50 people dropped down in heart attacks at the same time. Their hearts stopped at the same time. Now, I went and did some research. I tried looking at all these different types of stampede events. There's a stampede in Spain many years ago that had a million people. In any of these events, not one of them ever mentions a cardiac event, a heart attack. Everybody who's ever died in stampedes dies from blunt force trauma, from being crushed to death, or from asphyxiation, not being able to breathe. Why is it all of a sudden 50 people just died of a heart attack when their heart all stops at the same time? Now, this is interesting because if you correlate this towards the vaccine, what we talked about with the vaccine, go out there and find out athletes who have died from the COVID vaccine. That's a, that's a good Google search for you. There's websites with thousands of athletes who have died because of the COVID vaccine. And see, they don't die in their home. They die at practice. They die working out. They die on the field or on the court. They die in the process of doing the activity. And the reason this becomes like that is because of physical exertion, increased of adrenaline, right? If you have signs of myocarditis or pericarditis, inflammation within the heart, and you start increasing your adrenaline and blood flow, that could put you in the cardiac arrest. And I think that that's what's happened here in Seoul, Korea, is that the stampede occurred, began to happen. People got adrenaline rushes, Right, and their hearts gave out because they probably had preemptive signs of myocarditis from the vaccine. That's just a theory, but I think it's a good possibility. What else do we have in the news going on? We, we talked about that one. I'm going through all my news stories that I have. Oh my goodness, just uh, it is uh, an interesting time to be alive. We're seeing right now polls coming out. Republicans have a 51% chance to take the Senate. We're guaranteed to take the House. This is massive. This is amazing. I, I, you know, I'm hoping that there's no interference. I'm hoping that this all just is allowed to happen. The Democrats stand down and we can take our country back. Th that's the truth. You know, speaking of the vaccine, how about this? NFL coach and former Vikings co-defensive coordinator Andrew Adam Zimmer, dead at 38 years of age. Heart attack, of course. All of them are heart attacks, right? Uh, the Supreme Court has uh, granted Donald Trump's extension of uh, giving his tax returns over, which is pretty good. That's a kind of a win for the good guys there. 
Um, honestly, I could care less about Donald Trump's tax returns, but I understand why he doesn't want them to come out because there's a special thing that he does with lawful money on his tax returns. And if that gets out, oh man, it could, it could do a lot of interesting things to this world. It could show people the true secret to how rich people save on taxes. Hey, do we all remember the, uh, the pipelines, the Nord Stream pipelines that were uh, sabotaged? Now, we talked about different types of operational scenarios of what might have happened. Now, we've said that it was most likely the U.S. or this P-8 Poseidon that is the one that launched the attack on that. Now, also, Russia had came out with certain intelligence within Putin's speech that tells us that they knew that the U.S. was going to preemptively strike Russian missile sites. And we've been asking ourselves, how did Russia get this intelligence? How does Russia know all this stuff? Well, Liz Truss, the former prime minister of the U.K., who is very short-lived, 44 days, um, apparently... She was open communicating on her iPhone with uh, Secretary Blinken in the United States of America. And the Russians intercepted these cell phone calls. And one of them said, it's done, just moments after the Nord Stream pipeline exploded. To Senator Blinken. And that should shock you because that means there really is a deep state. That Joe Biden has no power. That Blinken is running and calling the shots here. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more Dark Delight Show after this. Hey guys, Josh here. Mike Lindell of MyPillow has been an amazing patriot supporting President Trump and conservative and Christian values throughout the last four to five years with everything that's been going on. We ask you to go out to MyPillow.com and help support Mike Lindell as well as myself and this show, The Dark Delight Show, with using promo code RPP to save up to 66% on your purchase. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. The world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. 
My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900 or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. Dark Delight with Josh Reed on the WYSL stations. All right. Liz Truss's phone was hacked by the Russians. <laughs> and, you know, it, it didn't surprise me that the UK was coordinating the attack on the Nord Stream 1 and 2 pipeline. We kind of understood this already that the U.S. and U.K. were were involved in this. What got me was the confirmation that Joe Biden is not running the White House. That Secretary of State Anthony Blinken is the head of the deep state right now in the United States of America. Why is the Secretary of State? Working with the Prime Minister of the UK on military matters. That's interesting. It goes to show you that there is a deep state. And not only that is, listen, these people will stop at nothing to retain power. I'm hoping that we go through this next election with them just backing off and saying, okay, we lost. Highly unlikely, but... Listen to this. We've talked about this a few times, especially moving into the November 2020 uh, general election. A massive Democrat bot farm revealed influencing elections, war, and racial tension. 51 billion social media impressions since 2019. They're gearing up for the November and 2024 elections. Hashtag Blue Crew, hashtag Demcast. Demcast is a nonprofit organization utilizing social media to push left-wing narratives online through tens of thousands of accounts on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Garnering an estimation of over 50 billion impressions since just 2019, Demcast aims at manipulating public opinion surrounding the topics of COVID, war with Russia, January 6th, and even swaying local elections throughout all 50 states. Their employees are a mix of ex-White House staffers, Democrat operatives, journalists, and social activists. One of their co-content creators, Mindy Schwartz, worked at the White House for the National Security Council and others. Another one of their employees, Joanne Marie Oyer, worked for the Obama Foundation. Their website, Our Plan Page, describes their operation in four simple bullet points. Curate content from messaging experts, creators, and news sources. Package that content into succinct strategic messages. Recruit, train, and equip an army of social media users across social platforms to relay messaging through their accounts. Identify and disseminate strategic opportunities for volunteerism and donating to support crit, uh, critical grassroots groups and candidates. Now, if you remember back in August or July of 2020, if you've been following me for a while, <clears throat> we talked about an organization called Defeat Disinfo. Now, Defeat Disinfo was ran by former General McChrystal. And it utilized a technology from DARPA. This is a military and taxpayer-funded technology created, which was an artificial intelligence designed to create counter-narratives. And the way to defeat this info worked is that it would plug into blue checkmark accounts on Twitter or verified accounts on Facebook and so forth. And so basically what they do is they just give their password and username to defeat this info. They would plug into it. 
And they would also go out there and create millions of bots. And those bots would go out there and follow those blue checkmark accounts. And then when, let's say, Donald Trump posts an article, this AI would go to the article and start researching and resourcing it and produce counter-narratives to basically drown that article out and then use those accounts, the blue checkmark and the bot accounts, to basically produce a counter-narrative to switch things around to make it appear like what Donald Trump posted was fake, false, or disinformation. It would even go out there and create blogs, websites, kind of what just happened with Nancy Pelosi's uh, husband there with the attacker. The website all of a sudden has a whole bunch of blogs written about anti-Semitism, QAnon, so forth. This is exactly what this artificial intelligence from Defeat Disinfo did. Well, they disappeared after the November 2020 election. Now, who do they join up with? I would say Demcast. And that Demcast is utilizing the same technology to basically latch onto these social influencers' accounts and produce a counter-narrative. Because we're still seeing the bots at work right now. So this is kind of weaponization of information. This is what is happening. We started to talk about this at the beginning of the show. This is information warfare at its finest. And it's not only information warfare against the American people by the American government. It's information warfare by foreign governments as well against the American people. We got to understand that what's happening right now in this world is multiple factions, multiple heads of a hydra, of a power source that are fighting against each other for control of Earth. And to do that, they have to win the balance of the people. They have to win the minds of the people. And to win the minds of the people, the easiest way that they look at it is through manipulation. It's through the control of information. And the control of information these days no longer comes about through billboards or newspapers or TV advertising, but instead comes about through controlling the mainstream narrative on social media, influencing people emotionally through an unbalanced emotional state towards the action that you want them to produce, like vote Democrat or vote Republican, buy Coke, buy Pepsi. It's a marketing campaign that has been turned political, social, economic, that is out there trying to bring about a new world order, a one world government. And I was thinking about this the other day with a one world government. If all nations on this planet were united under one governmental force, they would still have a military. And you got to ask yourself, who would be the enemy of that military when all the nations are united. And if you guess the people, you're right. The military would be used as a global police force against the people. Not against nations anymore. Against the people. Is that this Orwellian world would have a dystopian future. A totalitarian controlled oligarchical ruled techno-fascist government who watches everything that you do 
every breath you take, every beat of your heart. They know what you eat when you eat it. They know what you buy when you buy it. They know where you are when you're there. And if you do anything that steps out of line with them, they will put you back in the line or they will remove you from the equation. That's what they're fighting for. We're fighting so that this doesn't happen. We're fighting for a free world, a free America, the return to the United States Constitution, a return to logic and rationalism in this country. Vote red in November. Let's have this red wave happen. All right, guys, much love, respect. God bless you. You all take care. We'll talk to you next time in another episode of the Dark Delight Show.